Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 17, chapter 199. He expels a fever. In early September of the same year, a prominent lady called Isabella Priorata was taken by a light fever one night, of that type of fever which is recurrent. The fever would be followed by a severe headache, such as she had never experienced before, which grew to such a pitch that she was nearly delirious. When her servants noticed that she was getting worse, they decided to try a different remedy. Three hours after nightfall, therefore, they surreptitiously applied to her head a small reliquary capsule containing a scrap of cloth soaked in the Holy Father's blood. The ruse succeeded, but the sick woman at once received healing. She fell peacefully asleep, and when they awoke her in the morning, she found that all her illness had disappeared. She gave thanks to God and also to Blessed Philip, rejoicing that she had received such a favor. That same year and month, Eugenia Mansueti was confined to bed with fever. She was tormented by the high temperature and asked them to bring her some water. When they brought it, she dipped a piece of the blessed man's clothing into it, drank it, and the fever left her. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, voice of prophecy, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why can we enter into heaven? Why can we have our sins forgiven? Because Christ died for us, but also because he rose for us. Dying, he destroyed our death. Rising, he restored our life. If Christ has not been raised, St. Paul says, then you are still in your sins. Christ's resurrection, his resurrected body, is the cause, the exemplar, the model for all of our spiritual resurrections and our physical resurrection by the end of time. Christ has restored life to his mystical body, the church. And by ascending into heaven, he's opened the pathway for all of us to go to heaven. And so all of these readings about St. Philip after his burial, as they're focused on his awaiting the resurrection, Galonio is trying to prove, show, indicate that the soul of St. Philip is in heaven 
the soul of St. Philip is with Christ. And as a sign that the soul of Christ, the soul of Philip is with Christ, is these miracles that he's working, sign that he's in heaven, that Christ is listening to him. And these miracles over and over again echo the resurrection. Tonight, the clothing, the clothing, the clothing with blood stains. Why would Christ want to do a miracle through some saint's clothing that has his blood on it? Sounds kind of disgusting in a way. Sounds kind of weird. Except if we remember what John describes when he got to the empty tomb. In the Gospel of John, he runs to the tomb. Why? Because Mary Magdalene says he's risen. The women say the tomb is empty. The women who went there first to anoint the body, who were so in love with the Lord, who wanted to do him some service no matter what, they find it empty. They're told by the young man, the angel, he's risen. And they rush off to tell the apostles. Peter and John run. John gets there first. He's younger. He waits for Peter out of respect for the leader of the apostles. And Peter enters first. And then John enters and he sees and believes. Well, there's another detail that the clothing, the burial cloths of Christ are there. And it says, the head cloth was folded up separately, John writes. He saw and believed. Is it possible that what he saw was the images on those clothings? We don't know. We know we have the Shroud of Turin, which when a photo was taken of it, once photography became possible, the dark room negative showed this crucified man. And then there are other cloths, like the face cloth in Montepello. These miraculous, seemingly miraculous, unexplainable cloths that have impressions, images of Christ. And right there in the Gospel of John, he doesn't say they have images. But they are mentioned. They are mentioned there in the tomb. They're part of the, the resurrection account. And John saw something in that tomb that led him to believe that our Lord was risen. And the point, though, is that Christians have honored what they believe to be the burial cloth of Christ from the beginning. They've passed it along. They've protected it. They've honored it. They've reverenced it. And it's not so strange if you believe that Christ acts in his saints, if we believe the saints prolong the incarnation, if we believe that actually each of us is called by our baptism to be another Christ, to allow Christ to walk the earth in us, that we might be a little attached to the clothing, the cloths of the saints, especially has a bit of blood in it like the Shroud of Turin does. It's not so strange, therefore, for Christians to be inclined towards clothing with blood on it, insofar as it points us to Christ and his burial cloths. And they took him down from the cross and they wrapped him in linen. Every time we go to mass, what does the priest do? He unfolds a linen cloth on the, on the altar, the corporal, 
on which he places the body of Christ, that body of Christ which is crucified. And here in tonight's reading, the Lord takes away a fever, fevers from these women, these women who represent, in a way, the women who came to the tomb. He took away their fevers. When we go to communion, whether you're a woman or a man, St. Philip says, ask the Lord for the remedy for the spiritual sin that you're most inclined to right now. In other words, think of yourself as having a bit of a spiritual fever. Sin is like a fever, the followers of the church say. And Christ is the one who can take away our fevers. And it's Holy Communion above all that does so. It's Holy Communion, which is the great weapon against our sins. This is what St. Philip teaches us. St. Philip, pray for us that we will understand the power of the Eucharist, that we will understand it's the risen, glorified body of Christ. St. Philip, pray for us that we will approach communion desirous of being delivered from our spiritual fevers. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.